before we begin, I'd like to inform you that this episode contains themes, statements, or images that may be inappropriate for certain audiences, including young children. Please use your discretion, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Ryan O'Neill Show. Today, we got a doozy for you. We are going to be looking at, uh, we're going to be reflecting on the past year uh, for our New Year special, and we're going to be making predictions and talking about what's coming up next year. I know that uh, my microphone quality has been uh, very poor in the past few episodes, and I do truly apologize for that. I've been taking, basically since Thanksgiving off, uh, I've, but I believe I have fixed that between a new microphone and the new recording software. Uh, we should have fixed all the audio difficulties. I hope you enjoy. First off, we're going to be looking at some politics and economical things that went on this year. Uh, to start off, we're going to be looking at inflation. Uh, over the past 12 months, uh, according to bls.gov, uh, inflation rates rose 9.1%. That is absolutely insane and, uh, really shows... The current state of the economy. Another important event that happened throughout the year relating to politics and economics was the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In February, Russian forces attacked the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, from the north in an attempt to overthrow President Zelensky's government. In March, Russian forces attacking from the south took the province of Kirsten. My apologies if that pronunciation is incorrect. In early April, a Russian missile strike on a train station killed more than 50 civilians. In May, the last Ukrainian fighters surrendered to the Russian forces in Mariupol, a port city and industrial hub, and Russian forces shattered the city during weeks of bombardment that killed thousands of civilians. That is a horrible tragedy, what's been going on in Ukraine since February, and, uh, my best wishes to them in the new year. Alright then, so where do we think the Russian-Ukrainian war is going to be going? Uh, the USA just gave $4.5 billion to Ukraine. Certainly, I am hoping that they put that money to good use and they absolutely destroy the Russians in the finale of this war. Uh... My best wishes to the citizens of Ukraine, and I do certainly hope that the casualties stop immediately. Alright, next up, we have our first guest on the podcast, Mr. Les. He's here to talk to you about pop culture. As I always say, less is more, so let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Les. Hello, I just wanted to thank Mr. O'Neill for bringing me on the show. It's an interesting opportunity. Starting off, we're going to be talking about Stranger Things, because it's made quite the impact this year. So, Season 4 has had a lot of suspense in it, starting from the beginning with the first Vecna death being completely sudden and un unprepared for, leading to the end with one of the fan-favorite characters just introduced in that season, spoilers ahead, Eddie, dying. Season 4 definitely tied up a lot of loose ends within the, se within the series and a lot of loose ends that we didn't even know existed. And definitely left us with a lot of suspense for the fifth season because Max is partially dead, depending on how you look at it. And 
we have no idea if she's going to recover or to what extent at all. Next, we're going to talk about some Marvel stuff. Marvel has definitely been on a different path than what they used to do, typically focusing on movies and big cinematic releases. But more, more often, they've been going down the route of shows with streaming services taking over. So, a much different uh, aspect of Marvel, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. But I do miss some of the movies. Yeah, Les, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, you look at some of their promotional material, which I'm sure most of you have seen, uh, between She-Hulk and all the other different shows that they've been releasing. It's, uh, it's definitely different. Alright, now we've wrapped up pop culture, we're going to be looking at some gaming things that have gone on this year and what they're gonna do next year. Starting off, we have Minecraft, which this year they released their 1.19 update, the Wild Update. This was released on June 7th, 2022, and included blocks, biomes, mobs, and much more. The Wild Update added the Warden in the Deep Dark, which was an interesting feature uh, that was added in Minecraft. Additionally, Fortnite has had a good year. Uh, they had many collaborations and started a brand new chapter, Chapter 4. I can't wait to see what Fortnite puts out the next year. Next year, Minecraft uh, is going to be releasing their 1.20 update. We don't have a whole lot of information about this update yet, but we hope to soon. And now I'm going to be passing it back off to Les to talk more with you guys about video games. Now, moving on to some more Nintendo-related stuff. Uh, the game lineup up for 2022 was pretty good, pretty packed. Starting off, we had Nintendo Switch Sports pretty early in the year, but uh, its release was a bit lackluster, with uh, only six sports being available, which does seem like a fair amount, but when you take into account that volleyball, badminton, and tennis were all quite similar, it wasn't much to play, with updates coming later. Then... More recently, we had Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon's big break into the open-world industry, which is pretty nice. It's a pretty good game, still with much bugs and different, uh, different glitchier aspects of the game. Then, earlier this year, we had another Pokemon game, so quite nice. We had Pokemon Legends Arceus, which was amazing. Lots of shiny hunters were very excited with being able to see shinies in the overworld, and hearing the noises any time they spawned on the map. And it was also another almost open-world game, still being 3D, and being able to catch Pokémon in the overworld. Next, another more recent game, Splatoon 3, which some would like to call Splatoon 2.5, but truly, I think it's quite the improvement. So many different menus have been converted into movable spaces where you can test out your weapons and do other things that you could never do before. The interface is absolutely amazing, animations are way better, it's much more than just Splatoon 2.5. Next we have Fall Guys, which got acquired by Epic Games, making it free. Sorry to all you users who bought it for $20 before, or whatever your local currency is. Um, but yeah, quite the, quite the advancement there. So now it's also on Switch, which was not accessible before, so everyone on Switch really, really got lucky there. 
Next, it's pretty good to be a Kirby fan this year because you not only got Kirby in the Forgotten Land, but Kirby's Dream Buffet just a few months later, both of them being pretty fun games. Kirby in the Forgotten Land was a big switch jump for Kirby, had a lot of new mechanics and fun additions to Kirby, much like any Kirby games gimmick. And Kirby's Dream Buffet was another quick, quick and small game, of course, but fun nonetheless to play online or with other bots, and even against your friends at home on the couch. And up next in the video game world for next year, we have another Kirby game. Still pretty good to be a Kirby fan. Kirby's Re Return to Dreamland Deluxe, which seems like it's going to be pretty big. It has a bunch of new graphics, amazing graphics that look like it, having all the different color variant Kirby's, and even choosing to have the Forgotten Land DDD, which is a bold choice by Kirby. Next, a highly anticipated game, we have Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which I know a lot of people are excited for. Breath of the Wild was a huge hit, and people have been expecting this game for, since 2019. With all the pandemic pushbacks, it's going to be exciting to play this game. Next up, another less anticipated game, but Nintendo original. We have Pikmin 4 coming out, which seemed to have Miyamoto very interested. So, all you Pikmin fans, get ready. And then lastly, a little, not, not Nintendo fully, but we have Slime Rancher 2. Slime Rancher 2 is currently on an early release, and you can play it if you have any platforms that it's available on, but it'll be fully releasing next year as a final game. Alright, to end off, we're going to be talking about this year and next year with the podcast. This year, we put out seven full episodes and a pilot episode that includes the episode you're listening to right now. We also put out 56 minutes and 24 seconds of episodes. That does not include the episode you're listening to right now. I guarantee this episode probably puts us over the one hour mark. We also have had, in this episode, our first guest on the podcast. Thank you so much, Les. And then next year, we're going to be getting a consistent upload schedule and better content for every episode. I'm going to be trying to top the previous episode every single time, getting better and better, making it more enjoyable for you to listen to or watch, depending on what you do. I just wanted to say that the Rhino Show is absolutely amazing, and I'm really glad to have been on here. Thank you again, Mr. O'Neill. Yeah, thank you so much, Les, for being on the podcast, and thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, and I will see you next year.